Hello everyone and welcome back to Phonication, the podcast that gives context to the term doggy style. I'm your host Jack and thank you guys so much for tuning back in. I got a lot of positive slash mostly horrified feedback from the last episode about leopard slugs, so thank you for all of your input. And if you haven't listened to that episode, you should. It is very provocative, but hopefully educational. And I'm sure that you'll learn all sorts of weird things that you'll never need to use unless Jeopardy does like the weirdest spinoff ever. <laughs> oh, so I want to give a big happy shout out to one of my patrons, Dylan. You are amazing and the best, and I genuinely appreciate your support. And thank you so insanely much for believing in my weird little podcast. If you would like to join Dylan, who is super cool, and support Phonication's Patreon page and get access to exclusive content, I would be forever grateful. And all proceeds from that go directly to supporting me putting out this podcast. Speaking of this podcast, let's go ahead and start the episode by jumping into the deep, deep, deep sea. Today's weird animal is the beloved, vicious, terrifying anglerfish. You probably recognize the anglerfish as the massive deep sea fish made up of mostly teeth and the bioluminescent lure that dangles from its head for which it's named. Or maybe you just recognize the anglerfish from Finding Nemo. There was that cameo. So that's like the classic typical anglerfish. And I say typical like there's anything typical at all about an anglerfish. I mean, if it was so typical, I probably wouldn't be doing an episode about it. (laughs) But I do say typical because there's over 200 species of anglerfish, and they can vary in a lot of ways. Some are tiny, some are four feet long, most live in the deep sea, but a few live in shallow tropical areas. But the ones I'm going to talk about today are the regular old typical ones, the Ceratiidae family of anglerfish. And if I'm being honest with you guys, despite how much I adore them, The anglerfish is one of those animals I don't really believe in. (laughs) Like, obviously there's proof that it's totally 100% completely real, but my subconscious just absolutely refuses to accept it. (laughs) It just seems like the kind of animal that some edgy teenager drew in a notebook in 1841 and we all just accepted it as gospel. (laughs) Alright, so let me tell you about this supposedly real animal. (laughs) The order of anglerfish, scientific name Lophiaformes, which National Geographic details as, and I fucking quote, possibly one of the ugliest animals on the planet. The shade, the audacity of that statement, not just the deep sea, not the ocean, the planet. You are a trusted, respected institution. And am I supposed to accept that description as scientific truth? (laughs) The amount of disrespect in that sentence should make you very happy that the anglerfish has not grown legs because God knows she could kill you in her own domain. Just spineless. I'll pretend to forgive them and move past it. So, like I said, the Ceratiidae family is your typical anglerfish. Specifically, the one that most people think of is Croyer's deep sea anglerfish, the Ceriatus holboelli. Also, the one you're probably thinking of is a female anglerfish. That's because the anglerfish has a really extreme version of sexual dimorphism. And sexual dimorphism is basically when different sexes of the same species are different beyond just their reproductive system. It can be as subtle as one being a little bit larger or heavier, but you see it in a lot of animals like birds. So think of a peacock versus a peahen. A peahen is small and brown, and the peacock is bright blue with that huge feather fan that it doesn't really need. 
the way that it works for anglerfish is that the female is this massive vision of pure ferociousness and terror and teeth. She is that capable boss bitch who doesn't need anything from anyone. The male, on the other hand, is minuscule, incapable, weak, and basically just a useless little blob with testicles. For example, the female Croyer's anglerfish is nearly four feet long, but the male is only five and a half inches. Super tiny. I actually feel really bad for him. He's not able to feed himself at all. Some species, he doesn't even have teeth, and his gastrointestinal tract is stunted, which prevents him from feeding. Like, what is he supposed to do in an environment as weird and unforgiving as the deep sea? Honestly, the only thing this poor little fish can do well is smell the pheromones of the female. And it's the only option for him to survive. Literally. Because while the female is fully capable of taking care of herself and surviving, even thriving on her own, the male literally dies if he doesn't find a female sugar mama to take care of him. So he's swimming around the deep dark ocean, starving and generally failing at life, right? Eventually he locates a female and he's like, damn, that is a sexy, monstrous fish babe. So you know what he does? He doesn't do a mating dance. He doesn't flirt or buy her a drink. He doesn't even actually have sex with her. He bites her and not like a sexy nibble. He straight up starts chewing on her and not for a little bit. He does this continually. <laughs> and he does this while releasing an enzyme that digests his mouth and her body, literally fusing the two of them together. Eventually, this little nub of a male will be lashed onto the female somewhere like a dingleberry and share a bloodstream with her, which is how their symbiotic relationship begins, actually. The female, being able to actually get food, will provide nutrients to the male hanging off of her, and the male will just hang out getting fed and provide her with sperm whenever she feels like spawning. But, big but, the male continues to release the enzyme. So the enzyme continues to digest the male, the whole tiny thing, his eyes, his organs, everything except for his testicles. So now this chick has some dude's balls hanging off of her like a shitty trailer hitch. And I am honestly in awe of that. I really don't think I'd be able to handle it at all. <laughs> like, I don't imagine she gets to choose where the male latches onto her. <laughs> what if humans did that and some dude chose to latch onto your forehead? No one would ever take me seriously in a meeting. <laughs> Although that might radiate some type of I don't give a shit, don't fuck with me energy. <laughs> Side note, by the way, some species of anglerfish can do this multiple times. Like a female can just have eight pairs of fish balls adorning her body like the most powerful jewelry in the goddamn world and just decide, all right, I'm going to use this set to spawn today. If you, if you want to see a visual representation, I found an incredible one. If you ever watched that old show on Animal Planet called The Most Extreme, they made a clip showing what it would look like if humans mated the way that anglerfish do. And based on my qualifications as a podcaster with three episodes, I'd like to declare it the pinnacle of art. If you didn't watch that show, I'll put up a link to it on Phonication's Twitter, but also you should watch it. That was definitely one of my favorite shows growing up, which probably helps add some context to why I grew up into the person I did. And by the way, my parents say they're proud of me, so that's good enough. All right, so let's get back to the educational experience I'm trying to provide you guys. So like I said, anglerfish have some pretty extreme sexual dimorphism, 
And the way that was discovered was that initially, researchers thought that it was weird that every specimen of anglerfish they had to study was female. But many of the female specimens they had had this parasitic attachment on their bodies. Eventually, they discovered that the parasites were just little male anglerfish. And this form of mating is called parabiotic reproduction. So that means that an unparasitized female, or males who have not yet attached themselves to a female, they're called free-living males, don't fully develop their gonads, which doesn't affect the female, but the male, of course, will die if he doesn't find a female. I feel like I should send this episode to the Magtow subreddit. I'm sure they'll hate it a lot. <laughs> also, it doesn't seem like researchers have been able to find out yet why the female's body doesn't reject the male's body when they're fusing. Because in most animals, that would be an issue. <laughs> it's why human hospitals have such a huge problem with organ transplants, because our body looks at that kidney they're trying to throw inside you and it screams, invader, get it the fuck out. And I don't know why a parasitic attachment, like some dude literally chewing on you, isn't handled with the same level of suspicion. Anyways, so what's super neat about this is that the species of anglerfish who participate in this, I'm gonna say unique ritual, are considered real life chimeras. Now I get that it's not as cool as the Greek mythology chimera from the Iliad or God of War or Digimon. <laughs> I'm sorry if it's blasphemous to say Digimon and the Iliad in the same sentence, but I think it's really cool. Especially because anglerfish are the only known animals that become a chimera as a normal part of its life. It always happens on purpose, deliberately. As casually as we go to bars to meet somebody that we don't even like, they just evolve into actual chimeras. And chimerism does happen in a lot of species, just so you know. It's more common in plants, but animals too, definitely even humans. But in the whole world, it always happens on accident. The anglerfish, they're the only ones that do it as an established, regular part of its life cycle. And that covers anglerfish sex, or I guess they don't really have sex. So I guess that covers anglerfish reproduction. And I want to emphasize that this isn't all species, but a good number of anglerfish species do participate in this lifestyle. Don't forget to follow Phonication's Twitter and Instagram, where I'll be uploading pictures and sources, as well as Phonication's Patreon, where I'll be uploading exclusive content. And tune in next week to hear about machine gun orgies, and no, not in America. Bye! Chuck, 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 chuck